Hello, 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 and welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. We're so pleased to have you listening today. It's a joy and a pleasure to present an exclusive interview from the archives where Paul Leslie interviewed Jeff Pike at A1A, the official and original Jimmy Buffett tribute show. They talk about the original songs they record and write and what it's like doing the ultimate tribute to Jimmy Buffett. Jeff Pike also shares his recollections of performing with Jimmy Buffett himself. Hey folks, question. Did you know the Paul Leslie Hours made possible through viewers and listeners like you? That's right. If you would, take a moment. Visit www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who's contributing. So here it is. Paul Leslie interviewing one of his dearest friends, Jeff Pike. We are joined here today in the studio with Jeff Pike. Yes, it's right. I'm here. It's me. Good morning, world. Good morning, Paul Leslie. Good morning. I've had one large cup of coffee. I'm ready to take on the world. Yes, and uh, it's been a year. I can't hardly believe it. I can't it. believe it's been a year, man. I, I what a good year it's been, though. Can I shake your hand, Paul? It's been a pleasure working with you. <laughs> yes, sir. What a Thank nice, you. clean trip it's been. I'll tell you, this has been more fun than I ever dreamed I could have on this earth. I have to agree. We're both kind of new at this at first, and here it is a year later. And we wanna, I want to thank all the listeners out there who have shown support to Paul and myself over the past year. It means a lot to us. Thanks for keeping us on, Steve. Thanks, I want to say, I'll buy you a drink in Key West. I've been saving this letter um, I got for the show with you on it because I know you love David Cassidy, but I well, don't. There's a good reason. Uh, but I don't think for the same reason that these listeners do. Uh-oh. They want me to play I Think I Love You. I love you too, Paul. Oh, the song. Okay, I'm sorry. I know that David Cassidy was the first concert you ever saw. Yes, it was. April 1972. I was in the fifth grade. My mom and my dad and my brother went, and we had like eighth row center. Vivid memory. Uh, David came out in his big, sexy white outfit, slinging those tassels, big band, hot lights, 5,000 girls screaming. I was the only guy in the audience. And I said, this is the job for me. So, David... Thanks for the inspiration, pal. And here I am making a living all these years later. I went on to Dave. All right. So why don't you read the letter? Okay, this is cool. Please play us I Think I Love You. It's a song that makes us feel classy. <laughs> it reminds us of his hot, tight, uh-oh, a scribble, scribble jeans. Use your imagination there, you'll understand. And his new facelift. He didn't get a facelift, did he? I don't know. I think he just got his hair pulled back. Uh, VH1 forever. He was a hot young lad. Yes, he was. And he still has a great voice. Okay. To Gretchen Guy and Betsy Crow. Here is David Cassidy's remake of I Think I Love You that came out on his album Old Trick. New Dog. Take it away, Dave. Ooh, I think I love you. We have Jeff Pike in the studio today as our guest. And he picked that song out, and uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about why. Thank you, Paul. That was The Tubes from 1976. The song was Young and Rich. Uh, they're one of my all-time favorite acts, and that's one of my all-time favorite songs. And that one goes out to my brother, Pat. He's been bugging me for 20 years to run that song, and sadly, I never got around to doing it. So, Pat, that one's for you. The Tubes, Young and Rich from 1976. Tubular. Tubeness. Well, uh, let's talk about A1A. Let's do that. A1A is known as the official and original 
Jimmy Buffett tribute show. And, uh, you know, a lot of tribute bands have come, and there's a lot of people that do tributes to Jimmy Buffett. But this is the official and original, so tell us a little bit about why that is. I will try and make this brief. It's always best to start at the beginning. Wasn't that from a movie? Isn't there a song called Somewhere Over the Rainbow that that came through? Oh, yes. that comes later. Yes, it is. Possibly later. Okay, let's go back to the beginning, if we can. 1988, I was playing solo guitar in Atlanta, Georgia, and had a large following of Buffett fans that would come to see me do my one-man show, which I kind of fell into by accident, at a local club here in Atlanta. In the summer of 89, a friend of mine uh, found an ad in that local Atlanta paper by Scott Nickerson starting the first Paratech Club. He said I should call him and maybe get some gigs through, the, through Scott. So I did, and Scott came out to the club, and we met, and we became friends. And uh, he would hire me seasonally to play for the Atlanta Paratech Club, which I became a member of. And that was the first and only club at the time. This was the summer of 89. Over the course of a couple of years... Our gigs grew better. We grew better. Scott was playing drums with me part-time during those shows only and was learning to play the harmonica, and, uh, which he perfected over a few years. Uh, cut to about 1994. We've been doing a few more gigs than usual. We're getting offers to play across the United States, and uh, Scott had just had his first surgery, which he recovered from, thankfully. And we had to talk about taking this full-time, which we did in 94. And then things really, really happened for us uh, through Scott's affiliation with Buffett's people starting the first Paratech Club. We had connections with him and his band, who became friends and fans of ours at the time as well, which we were very excited to be a part of. And Jimmy gave us the go-ahead to be able to use his name. We were the only ones that were able to actually use his name to promote the official Buffett Tribute Show. Others couldn't do that, which we were very thankful for and glad to have Jimmy's complete uh, and positive go-ahead with that. So things went well, and for many years, I would say, at least five or six years, we were the only game in town as far as Buffett tribute shows went, the only one that existed uh, for a long time. So we did a lot of work, a lot of traveling. We played a lot of Paratech Club parties for the through most of the 90s when they were developing. Uh, Atlanta Paratech Club started Meeting of the Minds in 1992, and uh, we had the first band at Meeting of the Minds in 93, and that was us. Uh, Peter Mayer actually did a few shows with us in those days, too. Uh, we headlined MOTM in 1993, 94, 95, 96, and 97, and 98. And by this time, there was a lot of new talent. A lot of people had caught on. The Paratech Club thing had gone huge as it is now. And Scott had stepped down from the presidency because he had too much going on personally and professionally with us to do all that all the time. It became a really, really large responsibility. So after our last performance at MOTM in 99, we figured it was time to take give it a rest, pursue other ventures personally and professionally, and give some of the other bands a chance to step in and have their chance at what was we did for a long, long, long time. So we've taken the last four or five years to pursue the band, pursue other interests, write new music, our own music, by the way, and take the band to the next level. So uh, here we are uh, this year going back to MOTM, uh, and it was great. While we had it, and we're hoping to have it again. And that's a short, short synopsis there, I believe. Was that okay, Paul? Yes. It, okay. It's it's really cool, first of all, that Jimmy has given A1A that kind of recognition. I mean, I've heard recordings of some of the things he said about A1A, and just to receive that kind of recognition is very cool. Not only from Jimmy's band, but from the big guy himself. I have to tell you, it was very, very 
Yeah. At the time when it all happened, it was mind-boggling, and I was humbled. And the guys in Jimmy's band, Jimmy, Peter, and Roger, we met in 92 and all became friends. And, of course, Amy lives here in Atlanta. Amy played on our first, our second live album, I'm sorry. And Fingers, who was an old and good friend of ours, did a lot of shows at A1A, was on our first album. And Jim Mayer produced that for us as well. And all the people in Jimmy's band have been just very wonderful to us. Our last show in Key West in 98, Robert Greenwich and Michael Utley played with us, and they were just going to play five songs. This was on the pier in 98. And after five songs, I remember this, and it was very important to me. They said, I said, okay, it's time for these guys to go. And Utley said, no, 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 no. He said, we're having a great time. We're staying for the whole show. That kind of like made it for us, and that was, and that was a real nice time. So the people in Jimmy's Corporation, very, very nice and pleasant, and it's been just an amazing experience for Scott and I both. And the rest of the guys in the band. And uh, there was one night in particular, one magical night at Lakewood Amphitheater, when uh, you and Jimmy did a little song together. Huh? I got to tell you, that was great. I had I had had a chance to spend some time with Jimmy earlier the year before because they were in the Fruitcakes video with him in '94, and we'd met him several times before that briefly, and he was always real pleasant to us because which I was very respectful for but in 95 it was great they were doing the barometer soup tour and as probably most listeners know they had a guitar contest in each town and somebody would get to go on stage and play with jimmy buffett so i won the one in atlanta in 95 and got to go and uh, to play at lakewood amphitheater with Corey for and jimmy buffett and do cheeseburger in paradise <laughs> and uh i'd seen a million shows here through my life since 89 including jimmy dozens of times so it was kind of cool to get up there and set foot on a stage where many of my heroes had played and uh, so it was a really magical night that i'll always remember and jimmy was great as was, always what was cool about the recording is you know with the relationship with the coral reefer van i saw the video recording of it and all the people in the band are like oh there's jeff and then, <laughs> oh i know that guy here exactly. yeah get off the stick no kidding <laughs> no but lose the hat lose the pants put on some jeans shave the beard <laughs> but uh one of the th- cool things about it is i noticed that like when jimmy introduced you there was a uh, there was a magic there because having seen you perform so many times one thing uh, uh, that another guest had told me off the air was that your performance is so similar to Jimmy's because you both have that same kind of enthusiasm and just like you get on stage and you can just light the room up and everybody has full attention and they're laughing and enjoying themselves that performance. And I noticed that Jimmy was really, really into your performance when you guys play together. And I could tell Jimmy was digging it. Well, I hope he was. I didn't get a chance to talk with him much after the show, but I think I know what you're saying. And I've had people tell me that too. And it's just, uh, I think it's a natural thing to come to loving music. I don't think it's something you can really create. You got really, really, well, I guess you can over time, but you really have to love what you're doing to, to admit that kind of energy and positive feedback to people which jimmy does and which i've always been proud to be able to do yeah so thank I could, you for that that's cool I, I could see the sparks and jimmy uh jimmy appeared to be enjoying it you're excited about ship happens and a1a returning to meeting of the minds with a totally new band a lot of the old members but a couple people have been picked up along the road Yes, Paul, we are very excited to be going back to MOTM after five years. Uh, with the success of Ship Happens a couple of years ago, we decided to uh, take the band even further, as we always had wanted to do, into a full-fledged big show, which we're working on as we speak. Uh, we still have Scott. 
Of course, Coney joined full-time in 2002, as did Charles McDonald, both old musical veteran friends of mine I played with for years. Uh, last year, we met Miss Laurie M. Barbier, a lovely, very talented singer-songwriter from Miami, Florida, and she has added a lot to the band. In fact, she will have several new songs on the new A1A record, which will be coming out in March of 2005. We recently added a very extremely talented uh, saxophone player, keyboardist, uh, Mr. Vance Kelly, who Charles played with for many, many years. We also have a, a new harmonica player named James Cobb, who shall be sitting in occasionally when he has uh, a chance to. He won't be at MOTM this year, but you're in for a real treat when you hear him play. So we're all going to be down there for MOTM for the Atlanta Parrothead Club on Wednesday, uh, the benefit at the Olivia House on Thursday, the Key West Hyatt on Friday and Saturday, and with our old friend Sonny Jim at the Blue Heaven Songwriters Jam on Sunday. And we're looking real forward to 2005 with a new band, a new album, new original songs, and uh, lots of places to go and lots of people to meet and lots of paradise to play for. <laughs> well, I'm sure that some of the uh, people that weren't at the old MOTMs, they're going to be in for a real treat when they get to see A1A smoking. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about that. We're actually kind of surprised because the parody phenomenon has taken off so much in the past five years since we kind of went our ways to do other things for a while. And uh, a lot of people don't know that we actually did headline MOTM, like I said earlier, in 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, and 98. So it's going to be good to come back and meet a lot of new fans and uh, especially all, all of our old friends who are going to be there. It's going to be a wonderful time we're all looking forward to. And you mentioned another album on the horizon? Glad you asked, Paul. As a matter of fact, we're in the process now of writing and recording our new CD, which we were going to uh, release at MOTM, but uh, we didn't get it finished in time due to our extremely busy schedule this year. We've been traveling all over the world, heck, even to Japan and back. Uh, but it'll be released next year on the Paradead Cruise 2005. Uh, it's going to have songwriting uh, and vocals from all the guys in the band and the girls. So cool. it's going to be a wide variety of talent exposed on this one. So it's going to be a different A1A record. But yet, if you like Ship Happens, you'll like this one as well. A lot of surprises there. Jeff, as you know, and I love to say this, this show goes out all over the world. So what would you like to say to all those kitties at home that are listening? I want to encourage people to listen to independent music, have an open mind, an open heart, and don't always trust what your local radio programmers thrust down your throat. That's what radio was all about. Music is from the heart, and it's your personal taste, and there's a lot of it out there, and you never know what you're missing until you experience it. And, see, and come to Key West and see us. You know what, Jeff? I want you to come back because a lot of people aren't aware that you have your own melodic soft rock compositions that are very close to my heart. Well, thank you, Paul. And I would like you to come back and talk about the other side of Jeff Pike. There's the rowdy on stage, the the <laughs> A1A, all that stuff. Uh, but there's another side. There's a lot of sides to me, and I'm sure one day when I go to a psychiatrist, he'll tell me there's even more. But I would be happy to come back uh, to do this, Paul. And I want to say in closing that our friendship and our working partnership here has meant a lot to me over the year and I feel we've both grown in leaps and bounds and again I want to thank Steve and everybody out there for supporting Fins Up and here's to another year Polly cool it's time for a good clean drink what do you think uh, yeah see you next get a little drink and go over the rainbow what do you say funny you should mention that Jeff because when we did our first episode we closed on over the rainbow and that's the place to be thank you for stopping by today if you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's 
thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.